Welcome to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast, hosted by Craig Phillips and Jeff Torrey. Visit us at FantasyFootballProfit.com. And now your hosts, Craig and Jeff. Welcome everyone to the Fantasy Football Profit Podcast. I'm Craig Phillips, joined as always by Jeff Torrey. And today we're going to be talking about some players that are trending up on our list right now, which we've each picked three players that for, we'll see, I don't know Jeff's reasons, I don't know who he picked, but that have just found their way going up our, our rankings here as we get closer to the season, which crazy enough, Jeff, I'm pretty sure we're like 16 days right now to kickoff. That's it. 16 days. It's here. And yet we haven't even done our main drafts yet. So I feel like we're behind there, but we're 16 days. I keep waiting for like, okay, we're going to start the gear up to the season here anytime. Right. And it's here. So yeah, we're, we're it's a weird year without preseason. So we, we are ready to go. We only have one relegation league draft le- left. I believe one final one on Saturday. We've had 23 drafts already done and we've got Derrick Henry a lot of times. Not meaning to either. Just the way it falls. I feel like we always have the same pick. We're like between six and nine. So that's been a lot of fun though. So if you um you know interested in that, go check out the go check out Instagram.com slash fantasy football profit. Go to youtube.com slash fantasy football profit where we've been posting all of our videos there, all of our podcasts and extra. Now we have more content going out there every week. You can go check that out. You can see some Hayden Hayden Hurst video, Tyler Higby, which we talked about last week, but we're going to jump into this thing, Jeff. We got three players each that are trending up. I'm actually really curious what you got here. So start us off. Number three. Number three, jumping right into it. I'm actually going with, um, I don't think it's any surprise, but Darius Geis, everything that has come to light with him getting kicked off the team, obviously. Someone has to, you know, bear the brunt of that. In a good way for this one, he makes more room. Um, I would love to say it's Bryce Love because I am kind of a, you know, that is my guy. But as of right now, from what I'm hearing, I love the fact that it seems like he's getting back into football shape and and he's, you know, looking better and better. But the guy that is probably going to stand to gain the most is Antonio Gibson. So he is a running back slash wide receiver, which is great. Maybe he'll even get a, you know, a dual position in fantasy at some point. That'd be awesome. Um but hey, I mean, if you look at their, you know, their depth chart right now, you have minimal amount of people that are like guaranteed a certain amount of targets or a certain mm-hmm. amount of rushes, right? You have Adrian Peterson that is kind of the de facto number one running back. Nothing wrong with him, but obviously he's getting older. So I think he'll get a lot of carries that way. And then on top of that, I, I think he'll catch a lot of, as well. And not only out of the backfield. But, you know, it's been widely speculated that he could even line up all over the field. I don't see any reason he shouldn't when you look at, okay, you have Terry McLaurin. But after that, I mean, right now, if you, you know, if you look at their depth chart. Yeah, like Steven Sims, who's interesting, but not really. Right. And much, you're yeah. kind of like, okay, fine. But other than that, and they, you know, Antonio Gandy-Golden was a draft pick. We don't really know what he's going to be. Other than that, Kelvin Harmon, Trey Quinn, Dontrell Inman. None of these guys are spectacular, Mm-mm. right? So there's a whole lot of upside for him to play. Um, and now that Darius Geis isn't there, I think that the backfield thins out just a little more. I think it just solidifies the fact that they're going to use him. And right now, all all, all I'm hearing is positive stuff. He's mm-hmm. even getting first-team reps, 
which is huge. It could be, you know, you could give it to a lot of other guys, but I think that's a, a huge um, kind of pat on the back saying, all right, going into the year, you as a rookie are going to be in the plans. And I think that there's a lot of other rookies that are in good situations that will play a lot, but uh, they're going to have to fight tooth and nail in order to make sure other guys don't overtake them. I think this is wide open for Antonio Gibson. I know that a lot of people like him, but you know, because of this news, I feel more confident that I'm not just going out on a ledge and saying, you know, making yeah. some grand statement. But yeah, Antonio Gibson would be number three for me. I was a big Gibson fan heading into the draft. Before the draft, I talked about Gibson. God, you know what? The, okay, this is remind. This is going to remind me of this situation. Okay, and it's not saying I'm comparing them exactly this way, but I'm saying just the situation and how this is going to play out for me personally. I'm just talking about me. I'm not. I don't really care about anything else. <laughs> This reminds me of Alan Kamara. I was going to say, you're bringing up Kamara again. Yep. So it just reminds me of that situation where I feel like I found Kamara before the draft. He got to a spot where he was way down on the depth chart because they had a million guys there, and it kind of all played out for him, right? And Adrian Peterson was ahead of Kamara too, wasn't he, back then? Was that back? Was he still on that team when he got traded to the Cardinals? Uh, yeah, he was part of that depth, He was part of that backfield. It might have been. I'm pretty positive. I mean, no. He, he, yeah. yeah. He's so been Peter, around Peterson now. was part of that backfield when Kamara came in, and that was part of it, why he was, he was Ingram and Peterson, and then Kamara was like the way at the end. So it got Peterson ahead again. Actually, yeah, that was huge. Yeah. I remember, and I remember yeah. that one too. We were unsure, and I I made the statement. It was actually on this show yeah. that um, if I was them, I would trade one. Yeah. And I think I actually yeah. went out and got Kamara, and then you they did. traded yeah, Peterson. Peter, so, it was a complete... You know. This is what it reminds me of is me finding the guy early on who gets drafted later that no one was talking about necessarily. Then people start talking about him a little bit. You start talking about him. You draft him. He win, he, he goes on to do great things for your fantasy team, and I don't get him. We can only hope. I mean, he is I, definitely I, not as under the radar. No, not, not as much as Kamara even, but no. it's surprising. But so, all right. I think all that, my number three, Bryce Love. <laughs> I like we flip flopped. I like I was like I can't do Bryce Love. I love him so much. I went with you. I picked your guy. I mean, okay. We both see it. We both see an opportunity here. Obviously, there's one of these guys we believe is going to get more work, and I they could be both of them. Truly, Gibson can be used maybe in multiple ways with Bryce Love getting some work. Bryce Love, he was so good at Stanford there for a bit. You know, and then obviously it didn't pan out like we thought. It, I mean, after his junior year, what we were thinking, this guy's going to be one of the top picks. Complete. It was right? a complete injury thing, though. He yeah. had over 2,000 yards in his he's, junior year. I think it he's was that ridiculous. good. And I just, that's why I think Bryce Love, I think he's going to get that chance. And if he can, I think he's good enough to play. But this doesn't mean anything about bad against Gibson. I think Gibson will have a chance, too. I think both of those guys would play, I mean, right? I think it would be a tandem thing. I think this is... Yeah. I'm assuming it used to be there. You were kind of uh, figuring out how you're going to rotate those three when you had guys right. in it. Yep. But when AP leaves, I think now you're saying, okay, we don't have to rush Bryce Love back in. And that's the only thing that holds me back from going full yeah, steam ahead true, with true. Bryce Love is because I think they're going to bring him in slowly. I, mm -hmm. I've been waiting to hear positive news about him. And it has been positive, but it hasn't been like he's just, you know, He's yep. making everyone look dumb on the field. He's completely back. It's kind of like, oh, wow, we're finally going to get uh, to see yeah. it sometime this year. And that's not quite enough True. for me, but God, I love Bryce there's, Love. There's been positive about him, but there's been a lot of positive about Gibson. So yeah. I don't know. I think there's somebody here. I think there's I, I love there. that we both yeah. like, went for Washington, though. We're like, yeah, there's All right. something here. What do you got at number two? All right, number two. Uh, this one could surprise people because I'm already in, I was already incredibly high 
on Todd Gurley. Um, yep. He's actually keeps going up my board. Every time I do a, uh, you know, a draft, I, I look at who's there and I always, I'm like, no, I'd rather have Todd Gurley. And, you know, I mean, he keeps moving up further and further on my draft boards and I, you know, I just can't fight it anymore. And even more so, you're, you know, how is Atlanta going to be using him? You always worry about the knee, right? That's the lingering thing over everyone's head. So I do take news about that quite seriously. And just what, uh, a couple days ago, um, offensive coordinator Dirk Cotter, he expects a minimum of 15 weekly touches for Todd Gurley. And I was just like, I'm all in. I'm all in. If he gets at least that, we should be, you feel decent. Yeah. And I love getting him as a number two running back. Yeah. I think that is nothing but upside. I love it so much. So even more so, I'm, I was already higher than most people. I'm, I'm, I continue to, to grow my, my love for, for Todd Gurley. I think he has a, a resurrection of a year, even though he wasn't that bad last year. It's funny how it just feels like we're just, everyone's done in, with Todd Gurley, and he's only 26. He still has some years. I know the knee was, I mean, the funny thing is no one's really talking about the knee this year too much, but that was obviously the concern. I think he still has enough left in him, and yeah. I, I'm a big Gurley fan too. So I know, I feel it's funny this year too, because I feel like I, I get, um, kind of what people would consider old running backs, even though they're not old. Right. But I end up with him a lot. I end up with Le'Veon Bell a lot. I, I mean, like, it, I feel like these are the guys that are being under uh, appreciated. And anyway, but I won't steal any more thunder in case I mention no, anyone you're talking we're about. Good. We're good. So I'll go with my number two. And I talked about him last week, but I had to put him on here again. It's Damian Harris. He was my uh, number one league winner last week. And I feel like the news even got better for Damian Harris since that episode. I almost feel like it's been trending up even more. So I had to I had to put him here. And he's finding his way up my ranks as well. And I gotta move him up even higher right now. Give me one second. Moving him up, moving him up, moving him up. There we go. Just put him up higher. So I just I think he's going to get that opportunity. And it's not it's not a surprise to me if the Patriots all of a sudden have a guy that they didn't play at all last year and just gets that chance this year. That's a Patriots thing to do, isn't it? And who is, I just don't believe in Sony Michelle at all. He's, he's not healthy and I don't think he's been good enough. I think Damian Harris, Damian Harris, we talked about this last, I don't have to go through everything, but he was a very good back in college. He, I think he's going to get that opportunity. Lamar Miller doesn't worry me at all, except again, I guess I see a spot where they just, they go and use Lamar Miller. It's the Patriots. They're, they're odd. They do things differently, but all the news about Harris has been good. You haven't heard any, any negatives yet. So it's, this is an odd year, though, because we don't actually get to see him on the field. That's where I wish we actually got to see him in a preseason game. That's where the preseason, you, you take it with a grain of salt usually, but it gives you at least some glimpse of just something, and we got nothing, which was I really would have liked to see what he's doing exactly. But I do, I believe, I'm starting to believe in it a little bit where I've taken him in some drafts, but he's not, he's like a fourth or fifth running back. But if I get him there, I feel decent. So, Damian Harris. <clears throat> Yeah, he's actually my number one. Is he? See, look at that. Well, he has I, to be. I, I mean, he, I, first uh, of all, hearing about Sony Michelle, I mean, these are all good points you made, but hearing about Sony Michelle, I think everyone kind of took like their ears perked up and they're like, okay, well, who is it going to be then? Is it going to be James White again? He probably moved up a bit, <clears throat> right? Anyone to do with that? But like you said, if you, you know, if you go to Roto World, you can read about <clears throat> every day. It just keeps getting better. There was a, you know, they talk about how he's stacking good days together. 
Mm -hmm. Uh, He stood out in every facet, including route running and pass blocking, things that New England you have to do if you're going to play as a running back. Is, is everything from that injury on has been, you know, that was kind of like uh, people were still guessing. They were kind of like, well, they, you know, he wasn't a low draft pick. He was a third round draft pick. It, will Patriots use him? Why didn't they play him? You know, they mm-hmm. the whole usual thing where everyone's a little confused at what Bill Check is doing. But since that happened, uh, it makes a lot of sense that he could take up that Sony Michelle spot. And then you hear all these good things coming out about him when. I'll be honest, like, if you're going to listen to an organization, I don't feel like the <laughs> Patriots blow a lot of sunshine up and everyone's, you know, everyone's, you know what. So I, I'm kind of believing it right now. Do I think that he is still, like, worthy of being – I think he's still outside my top 30. Like, but at the same time, look, he was he was not even being drafted just, like, two, two weeks ago, a week ago even. Yep. But now you actually have to worry about him – in later rounds, like it used to be like, okay, well, the last pick of the draft, I might as well pick him or, or someone like him. Now you're like, uh, you know, 10th round, do I grab him just in case? Like, because running back runs out real quick. And those are the, those middle rounds. I can see someone getting, you know, daring enough to say, hey, if it works out, this is worthwhile. Otherwise, I have what, my fifth wide receiver that I know yeah. there's plenty to go around. So he's shooting up everyone's draft boards. I had to put him number one. There goes me getting him for free in our auction. No. <laughs> Hopefully no one else is listening. It's just us, but I don't know. I don't know if the league's listening to this, but either one of our leagues that we're doing auctions with the next two weekends. Man, I really thought I was going to get him for nothing. I shouldn't have brought him up last week. Shouldn't have done it. I screwed myself. Did it again. Hmm. I feel it's weird. I have this weird dilemma, Jeff, with this. It's like I feel like I know all the, I know all the guys that we're just going to battle for. Every year. I mean, it really is every year now. Especially. I might, maybe I can get Aaron Rodgers for free because, no, probably not until Aaron, the name gets you, but you're, because you have a quarterback. So I think we're yeah. good there. I don't know. We'll see. But. Well, I'm not even, I wasn't even, it's funny too. And I don't know if anyone else, uh, if you talk to the people in your league, yeah. obviously you don't need a podcast, but I, I do find it funny that it's not necessarily you and me that I, I worry about. Yeah. It's just the fact that it's so easy to find out who we want to draft <laughs> That's that true. they can mess with us. Like, I, there's how many times, like, like, we're getting near the end. I had very yeah. little money. And it was, like, two guys in the draft, and we're all drafting together. Yeah. And they pretty much shouted out, like, well, Jeff, you know Jeff wants that guy, so make him, <laughs> make him pay for him. And I was just like, you mother effers. Like, it's going to happen yeah. again. Yeah. And I know them all. I think I probably said it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. For, for all I know, it was you in the corner, like, hey, bid him up. <laughs> uh, all right. Yeah, that's uh, – but Damien Harris, again. He has to be up there, right? Yeah, has to be. It's, so you have one left, though, right? So who's yeah. your number one? And I will if I say this, though. I'll give myself credit. I had Damian Harris on a sleeper list on Instagram months ago. Very, months and yeah. months ago. So, hey, go follow us, right? Instagram.com slash Profit. I put that out there like three months ago. So, hey. Not just just not just not reading the reports and thinking it's going to happen. I was on to <laughs> Let's give myself some more credit. All right, number one. Here we go. <laughs> Final one of the list. And I feel like I feel like you made my list today, Jeff. Cortland Sutton is my number one. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Finally. It only took until two weeks before the draft for you to really come around. This is a big change from me even a few weeks ago. I don't know what it is. I guess I just watched a, I mean, watched a few more Cortland Sutton highlights, and it really got to me. And I think I was too – first off, I guess I was more worried about how good is Drew Locke going to be? Is Jerry Judy going to take away? I don't think Jerry Judy's going to take away too much. And Drew Locke, I think, is going to be good enough. I think Cortland Sutton is just 
really good, honestly. I think he's just that good. He's moved all the way up for me to um I think he's 14th or 15th for me, which is a big change because he was in the he was in the lower 20s. It was like 22 for me. So he's moved way up to the top 15. And I think he's just that good of a wide receiver. And that's where I'm at with him. I think he's he's too good with a I think I think Drew Locke, that's my biggest drawback is what is Drew Locke gonna be? And I think Drew Locke did look good enough that I he's gonna be yeah, Sutton's going to be good. I'm I'm just on board with it. And I start looking at a lot of it too. I look at these middle tier receivers in his group. I'm trying to think who's going to who's going to really jump out there. And for some reason, I think it's I think it's Sutton. I'm actually uh well, I might talk about him next episode when we do trending down. So I'll save I'll save some comments, but I actually feel more confident. I like Diggs, but I feel more confident in Sutton. Sutton's gone ahead of Diggs for me. Calvin Ridley, he's gone ahead of Calvin Ridley. Um Players like that, you know, even he's gone ahead of Cooper Cup for me as well. Cooper Cup's kind of dropped, not really a trending down type player, but he's dropped for me. Sutton's gone ahead of A.J. Brown. I feel more confident than even in that. So just a lot of these mid, mid middle guys that I do have them below um, Robert Woods, though, which I know you probably don't agree with. I'm a, I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I don't. But I, I'm also very, very high in Sutton. Like, yeah. I had him ranked 13th yeah, as you a wide receiver. You're already up there. I, I do... To your point, though, the Drew Locke thing is a real concern. It is. I mean, I like Drew Locke, obviously, but if if that was a reason why you if you it, know if it all kept falls him apart. lower, yeah, you don't because we don't really know. Yep. But I, I, hey, man, I'm singing his praises. I'm glad that you're coming along with the bandwagon. I think he is a very special wide receiver. Um, yep. You know, coming into the league a couple of years ago, I thought the same thing. I think Jerry Judy only helps him. I think Jerry Judy is a another one that I think is going to be very special. If Locke is the real deal, he is going to have a lot of weapons to to play with. It is going to be very very fun. I'm excited to watch Denver yep. for the first time in a long time. Yep, I mean they have I mean they have a lot of talent there. If Drew Locke can play, if yeah, it, if he can play, it Melvin all hinges Jordan on him. and Philip Lindsay and then oh, Sutton I mean, and Judy and even KJ Hamler and Noah Fant. You know Noah Fant. I mean, my gosh, yeah. they 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 will be a very fast team and then Sutton is uh he's a different kind of guy he's a playmaker yes. in the end zone in the red zone he can go up and get it yep he's he's phenomenal anyway I love that yep. all right that's gonna do it for trending up we'll be back on Friday's episode we're gonna have trending down players which I have a few of those as well which is funny because nothing's happened really for them to trend down it's just our minds have changed we have no preseason we don't really haven't seen anything but hey opinions change as time goes on right So, all right, that'll do it for today. Talk to you guys next time.